back to C3. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Jordan. Grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression. We are five minutes from the last episode, <laughs> and we now have chocolate martinis. Mm, <laughs> we are also in now a super exclusive recording studio, which is Jordan's bedroom, because Dan Quillen I, said- I haven't taken a voya period. Need the fuck out of here. Um, we're doing another spooky-esque episode, I guess. I kind of have just like some shit from Reddit. Don't know what Jordan's doing. And we're, yeah. You know, live, laugh, love. She's going to take it away. All right, team. Everybody get ready. I was hoping this would be more spooky, but I really just found the history. And then I was like, oh, I watched a bunch of ghost shows. That's why I think this is just scary. But also, has anything, anything new depressing you from five minutes ago? I don't have anything either. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought we were skipping it because we were still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was but, getting it. But what if there's someone listening right now that was like fiending to know why we were... You know what made me depressed? The fact that whenever the recording button starts, I'm like, <gasps> for air. Okay. I feel like I can't breathe. We're, and yeah, I'm we're normal fine. up until we hit record. Then it's like... All of a sudden, you have to cough and sneeze 8,000 times. You're out of Try breath. Try not to like fucking hyperventilate. It's just, it's horrible. Continue, though. So, once again, quote unquote, considered to be one of the most haunted locations in the world, the Eastern State Penitentiary first opened its doors in 1829, and the prison was designed to hold only 253 prisoners, each occupying a solitary confinement cell for their entire sentence. So they were like, you ain't talking to nobody, bitch. The harshest punishment- I was going to say where the sentence is like varied in length, or were they all kind of set and they were Kind of like set- this was like no, the prison for the worst of the worst, basically, is what it was designed to be. The hardest punishment, solitary confinement, was meant to help criminals find penance, remorse, and salvation. And in reality, it just drove them fucking insane because who wouldn't be driven well, that's, insane? Because that's what that does. So you can go nut- yeah. nuts. I know, but it's just like, they were like, yeah, this is going to make them feel bad. No, it's actually going to make them fucking kill themselves. But I guess that's like the same thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so before opening it, um, prisoners were nothing more than holding pens for the unwanted and corrupt. Like, you know, bitches. Bad bitches. Doing crimes. Um, the men, women, and children were housed alongside penny criminals and violent criminals. So in the late 18th century, the Philadelphia Society for Alleviating the Misery of Public Prisons. That's a whole meeting group, you guys. That's a mouthful. Led by founding father, Benjamin Franklin, because he was a hustler, he was in a lot of things, um, worked to transform these prisons into facilities to be reformed. This is where the prison system really got its oomph to where we don't do shit about it. But their ideas- What you mean is where they like turned it into a, a capitalist system that's meant to keep everybody in Yeah. Them? No, absolutely not. I just meant like nothing. But yes, that's exactly what I meant. So their ideas became tangible in 1822 when construction began for the penitentiary, um, it was an expensive endeavor, obviously, and it was bringing, like, this brand new idea into fruition. Um, it featured vaulted ceilings and skylights to let God's light in, um, and each cell was equipped with a toilet, running water, heat, and a Bible, and after its completion, more than 300 prisons all over the world copied the design systems and practices. So they were, like, hustling. So their isolation was, like, impressed, like, all the time, even when they left their cells for work. Each inmate wore heavy masks that prohibited communication with one another. So with it being an overpressing like isolation, um, much of the prisoners took their own lives, which obvious you'd be driven fucking insane. 
So the most infamous inmate that was in there was Al Capone. And from 1929 to 1930, he served eight months for carrying a concealed deadly weapon. Um, through his cell was the nicest furnishings. He had paintings. Al Capone was a mobster, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, a cabinet radio, a lamp, desk. Um, and while he was incarcerated, he claimed that he was being haunted by the ghost of James Clark, one of the victims of the St. Valentine's Day massacre that he caused. I was going to say, um, I'm not a history buff at all. So um, when we hear a about lot of people like were this... killed on Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> by his, like, it was a mob hit. A lot by of his men. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the massacre, a result of gang rivalry. Um, so the solitary confinement even played with the, like his mind, which it fucking would. You're alone all the time and you can't even see other people. And then when you do see people, they have it so you can't fucking talk to them. Yep. And barely even see them. So it's not even like you're really looking at another person. Um, their most famous figure, though, was Warden Herbert, quote-unquote, Harboiled Smith. He ruled a prison with an iron fist during the 1920s to the 30s, and during his reign, the state only sentenced prisoners to the eastern state who needed his fierce reform tactics. Um, at this point, the state had abandoned the strict solitary confinement, and two to three prisoners shared the cells. However, with the loss of one form of punishment became too much, so they started doing water baths where they were dunked in a bath of ice-cold water and then hung to a wall to dry so they took that and put it in place for the isolation they basically want to like freeze you to death the only logical next yeah step. like definitely very reasonable mm-hmm. yeah but they really did it during the winter months um which was fucking freezing because it's up north i just um, now realized that one of your squishmallows is a fucking tombstone <laughs> that says rip yeah it's rip tisha she's a queen rip tisha <laughs> but there was also a new method called the mad chair where the inmates were strapped tightly to a chair restricting all movement for days on ends and these periods also included like starvation so no food water anything just strapped to a fucking chair to rot so even though executions were not carried out um the prison was home to its fair share of murders at least two guards were murdered over the years um but many of the deaths were inmates and hundreds of others d- died from disease or old age and the ground i can't were haunted. imagine why any of the inmates would die especially from disease I'm sure malnourishment wasn't in there anywhere or anything like that. I know. Of course not. No, they were no, taken they care were of so... so clean. You don't understand. <laughs> the freezing really froze off the bacteria. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how we're getting these statistics, but like It also whatever. freezes the bad behavior. Yeah, it's I mean, like, gone. you're just going to be there, literally in place, because you know better. You got frozen that way. But it is haunted with the spirits who met their end. It is open year-round now, um, and it does offer tours, which a lot of go shows have went on it but it was originally going to be demolished and then because of it getting the publicity of the hauntings they ended up keeping it so that's my little kind of like spooky. i would like to go visit a haunted place sometime me too maybe we can do that like save Today. up some money let's go yeah right okay. now because for sure me with my negative money but still ordered food i didn't hear anything <laughs> i had the most delicious blueberry lemonade so i cannot complain but at some point yeah we need to that would be cool yeah. if we went and then we came back and we're like, hey guys, this is what happened. Or like, I, I got stabbed at the murder house. Dish to go crazy. But anyway, right. so I have a, we'll see how long it takes, whether or not I do all four, but I'll go with two for four? now. Four. Four. Man, you're asking me to have commitment. But we're only nine minutes in, so we you know have I a little have bit commitment of time. issues. Me too. Not really. <laughs> so I just went to Paranormal Encounters on Reddit. 
for this one, and the user is Litz Danny Panama. It was posted two days ago. If anybody's thank interested. you, Litz Danny Panama. Yeah, Lit. So <laughs> it's titled "Whatever Lived There Did Not Like Me." Ooh. Stories from an estate agent. Okay. Period. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read this verbatim now, and it says. Hi, everyone. I've been working as a property management in the UK for the past eight years, selling and renting all sorts of property. And over the years, I've had a few experiences I couldn't quite explain, and I thought I'd share one of them. This story happened around November 2018. I remember because earlier that day, a colleague and I had started filming that year's Christmas videos to go on our company's social media. Period. Each year, we'd recreate a scene of a Christmas movie, and that year was the dance scene from love actually with a <gasps> sweating down the face emoji i don't know what that's, movie that that's is pretty rough. i love that fucking movie that used to be my favorite movie when i was a teenager it's like a really cheesy fucking like like, hallmark rom-com. christmas yeah basically anyway i'd been asked by my manager to go and take photos of a house we'd just been given the go-ahead on to rent the house was a three-bedroom grade two listed mid terraced from around the 16th century for anyone not knowing a grade two listed property basically means it's old and has a lot of original features that can't be changed without special permissions this was the first time we'd let the property i don't understand what he means here but it says this was the first time we'd let the property for the landlord and the tenant before we later found out had left the property whilst still in contract within the first six months don't know what any of that means i think it means like they leased it out and then the people left without telling them that they were leaving way before their stuff oh okay so maybe like they like they leased it out basically is what i'm thinking it's like they didn't sell it quite yet but they were running it through okay see i haven't read this yet i just kind of like sounds interesting let's go so i knew something wasn't right as soon as i set foot in the property everyone gets times when the vibes were off and i'm not someone who claims to be in touch with their spiritual side but the atmosphere when i went in was downright hostile i was already a little spooked but damn it i had a job to do so i opened up a playlist on spotify hit shuffle and started turning the lights on i have a system when photographing a property lights on photograph measure the room lights off the house was your standard layout living room kitchen dining room downstairs three bedrooms and bathrooms upstairs with another flight upstairs up to the loft attic for my american friends he put in parentheses thank you i was like that's a whole other room dog (laughs) the downstairs i did just fine trying to ignore the bad vibes by singing along to probably abba or something i don't remember he sounds like a member but uh Uh definitely (laughs) what i do remember though is my trip upstairs as soon as my foot hit the first step this overwhelming urge that something was wrong surged through my body I started singing louder, trying to distract myself, and another few steps up, wham, another surge of fear. I tell myself that the upstairs must have been Mm -hmm. in some sort of dead zone because it was at this stage my phone decided that the songs it had no problem playing 10 minutes ago suddenly needed buffering, meaning my ABBA was now playing in fits and starts. I fought against my body to get to the top of the stairs. When I did, my eyes were drawn to the floor to the attic stairs, which lay ajar, and as soon as I did, I was done for the room beyond the doorway was cloaked in darkness due to the lack of lights being turned on and the fear that was pulsing through my body took over me and i stood there paralyzed i couldn't even blink or take my eyes off the shadows that lay beyond the doorway my lungs became like cement as i struggled to catch my breath my words breathless me too homie just recording this podcast (laughs) we really be struggling while we sit still 
<laughs> I stood there for what felt like an hour before my phone started to ring. It was the office. We have office protocol to check in if we've gone longer than expected. I fumbled to find the answer button. Eyes still fixed to the darkness. I hit answer and managed to struggle out uh, help. This house was walking distance to the office, so it wasn't long before my colleagues arrived to check up on me. As soon as I heard his voice call out my name, I felt the weight lift immediately, and I cried out his name in response. I ran downstairs to meet him, and the music returned far too loud, which gave us both a shock. We both got the hell out of there, not even checking if the door was locked properly. It was one of those Yale locks that auto-lock when you put them to, so it was fine, and headed back to the office. On the walk back, I noticed a pain shooting across my back, and when we got back to the office, I checked to see three long scratches running diagonally oh, across my no. back. I explained what had happened to the others in the office, and my manager told us that she had had a similar feeling when she met the landlord. Maybe because she was with someone, it wasn't as scary, but after that, we made sure whenever we visited that property, we were always accompanied. I'm not sure what happened to the house in the end. Surprise, surprise, we struggled to find people who could live in the bad vibe house, and the landlord gave it to another agent to try to sell. Not long after I moved to another company as well and onto other properties. Like I said, I have had other experiences, but none quite as scary as that. Maybe one day I'll share them too if people are interested. Hell no. It's a nor for me. No, a scratch on your back. No way in hell. That sounds demonic. All right, so now I got two more to choose from. I think I'm just going to do the one more. And it's everybody's favorite game. And by that, I mean me and Jordan. And it is, am I the asshole for not participating in ghost removal? A ghost removal ritual huh? and upsetting my friend. Uh-huh. I, 19 male, have been living with a close friend, 19 female, for roughly six months now. We've known each other since we were toddlers, but her recent changes in behavior is totally new to me. She's typically a rational person and doesn't even believe in harmless stuff like astrology, let alone paranormal activity. A couple of months ago, she started claiming that a bad spirit moved to our place. This caused her to be scared, especially in the nighttime. I told her that I don't believe in ghosts, and she said that my opinion didn't matter and that the ghost was with us every day. Her first solution was to follow advice she found online to get rid of bad entities, stuff like burning sage, etc. I'm never like... the house. <laughs> the only haunted-esque thing that I've experienced is when Liz used to be in my old room uh -huh. and she wasn't home, her TV would turn on and blare loud yeah. as fuck out of nowhere and I knew it was off beforehand because I was confused when I heard the all of a sudden loud ass TV yeah. and I'd go and turn it off and it would occasionally turn back on but I haven't experienced that with Chrissy staying in that room mm -hmm. so I'm a little confused as to what that was about so maybe it's just that room only but it was like or I don't like this it was it like girl. a Roku TV I don't know because um I learned this are we living in the apartment when I have my TVs mounted on the same wall one was in the bedroom one was in the living room the universal like Roku remote will turn on any other Roku TV that's nearby if they're facing each other. So if her TV was a Roku and like the next door neighbor or something has a Roku, that'll fuck it up. Oh, okay. I'm over here thinking like, oh, <laughs> there's a Casper in there. And it could literally just be a Roku remote. Yeah. Could be a ghost though too. Spooky. Anyways, back to her first solution was to follow advice she found online to get rid of bad entities. Stuff like burning sage, etc. Then her next idea was for us to share a room because she said that the bad spirit would not bother us this way. Which I was like, mm, she trying to fuck. It's a little weird. She trying to fuck. Little fucking 
out there. I mean, go off, queen. Get get your lick out your nostril, I guess. <laughs> I'd understand if someone was like, hey, do you think like we could share a room because I'm scared mm-hmm. at the moment until we get rid of this thing that I think is here. Something about our aura repelling the negativity. I was okay with sharing a room, but she even wanted to share a bed, which we haven't done before. And I was honestly surprised with her. Eventually, I slept on the floor because I didn't want her to feel awkward. I would have been like, girl, you can fucking sleep on the floor because I feel awkward. We don't need to share a bed. What are you talking about? You can bring in the couch. (laughs) (laughs) She told me about her latest ghost removal ritual a few days ago and wanted me to participate. Basically, she made a shampoo using natural ingredients and now wants both of us to use it every night. She claims that it has light properties think she means good he put in parentheses something yes that's what she meant as it means good and that it will discuss the foul spirits i told her that i might use it once or twice but definitely not every night she got upset (laughs) he put upset in all caps she said that it was a if i was a decent friend i would show basic kindness like this is the spiritual of rinsing chicken in the sink yes what the fuck (laughs) They're but besties. she said that's what it is they're best friends that's why they're friends <laughs> she said that she's doing it for both of us and that i should just suck it up and do it with her every night before we go to sleep we had a big Together. argument and she called me an unreliable awful hostile friend <laughs> and a snitch like oh my god that escalated so quickly he even put you're telling the ghost our secrets i don't know how i'm a snitch but okay <laughs> literally and guess what she told all of her female friends who agreed that i'm an asshole for not helping her out i can't even describe how i was thrashed in their group chat so who's the asshole here? Am I really bad for not using the shampoo and dismissing her ghost ritual? No. You are not the asshole, sir. No, but that's like, literally the cutting the chocolate off the protein bar. Oh, I am Jesus. witchy-esque. Like, I've done some research on some shit, and there's a whole podcast that I listen to about, like, witchy stuff just to learn and everything, and nowhere ever in any of that shit have I heard that you need to sleep in the same bed as someone, and then y'all need to use shampoo and shit every night to fucking get rid of a spirit like it's literally sometimes the calls coming from inside the house babes (laughs) sometimes it's as simple as going you are not welcome here and then it'll leave you alone so i think it's a far stretch to jump to i need to sleep in the same bed as you i don't like confrontation tell me how to do it without confrontation (laughs) you fucking snitch bitch but i'm just so confused (laughs) how he became a but, snitch. <laughs> yeah, people in the comments were also like, what the fuck with question marks? My thoughts reading this was that she might be having like a mental break or oh, like entering sure. some kind of psychosis. Oh, yeah, definitely. It screams it. Again, I am a slightly spiritual-esque person, but I've had people in my life be like, oh, like I'm seeing things and stuff like that. I'm like, go to the doctor. Go to the doctor first. And, and if that doesn't work, me. then we'll break out this age because it's like always get checked make sure you're healthy your brain and body before you jump into like oh it's spirits and stuff like that yeah her rosemary limp green mint juniper shampoo is gonna heal them (laughs) i I would love to i i need him to update how he's a snitch because we need to know i need to know what see what tea did you spill (laughs) what did you say and i have we'll do one more because it is a little short for time still we have am i the asshole for making my daughter return a halloween costume yes 
this happened. Even if she and... was looking like a hoe. <laughs> Halloween is the one time of year that people can dress like a slut and not be judged. Yep. Okay, Lindsay Lohan. Ain't this happened well. in October, and my daughter is still acting cold and hardly speaking to me. I don't blame her. My Is daughter, <laughs> female 16, works an after-school job five days a week. Her high school had a costume contest for Halloween. My daughter and her friends planned a group costume to enter. She went with her friends after school to buy costumes. I picked her and her friends up from the store, and they showed me their costumes. My daughter spent $80 on hers. I was pissed. That's a lot of money to spend on something you're going to wear for a few hours. Very irresponsible use of money. Is it your money? She acted like it is. I told her as much in the car. Told her it was ridiculous. I dropped her friends off and took her back to the store to return the costume and accessories. Her friends found someone else to take her place in the group, and they won the contest and a $100 Visa gift card to split. My daughter came home from school on Halloween. Upset, she claimed she had to sit and watch while her friends had fun and she missed out on everything. I pointed out to her after splitting the gift card, it would be way less than she spent on the costume and it was only a few hours. And she didn't want to listen to reason. Now a month later and she is still moody and mostly ignoring me. My ex-husband told me I made her miss out and she works so much she missed out on a lot of stuff with her friends and I could have just let her have this. But at the end of the day, I saved her $80. Just It wasn't your money. I was just trying to teach my daughter how to be responsible with money. She could have gotten a cheap costume, especially since she would have only worn it for a few hours. So it is cheap. If I had accessories included. Yeah. Bro, have you... I can get a fucking tissue paper costume right now for 90 bucks Mm. so she got the whole thing for 80 bucks that's not that bad and also it's her money and she's a teenager let her be a little bit financially irresponsible and she's working and she's working five days a week why the fuck can't she just buy her own fucking shit Mm -hmm. so someone in the comments i read because i she's definitely the asshole oh yeah um someone in the comments was just like yeah you're the asshole you thought you what you thought you were teaching her was how to be responsible with money how to do this how to this what you actually taught her was do not include mom when it comes to financial decisions. Do not tell mom the truth because she's going to yell at me and yeah. all this stuff like that. Like all all that did was strain the relationship yeah. over something so small. Over $80. Like was Over a Halloween costume. Yeah. Was the $80 worth your daughter potentially not talking to you anymore? Just saying. It's one of the parents that's like, I don't know why they don't talk to me anymore. My dad. <laughs> My fucking sperm donor. Mm-hmm. Ugh. But yeah, that last one's unhinged. Yeah. yeah, like, have you tried a special shampoo that might fix it? Listen, this herbal essence that I made at home, crazy. <laughs> Got negative people crossing the street to get away from me. Yep. <laughs> They're walking underground. <laughs> yeah, it's just unhinged. Yikerooms all the way across the way. <laughs> Everyone was unhinged this one. I think I need to go home tonight and tell one of... My friends slash roommates like, one of you guys needs to sleep with me because <laughs> there's a spirit. Until AC, he and it'll, can't be the one. And it'll only go away because if we're sleeping in the same bed. Yep. I mean, I would do it. I'd be like, yeah, queen, let me help you. <laughs> I'd be like, you're my best friend in the world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not going over the three tiers because the whole three people that are listening right now, Danielle, Germany, and Georgia, Abby, know what's up. Thank, Thank you for you being here. See you two weeks from now, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Me either. I haven't figured out the new schedule yet because I'm still on like an odd work schedule because I'm not on my schedule. I'm on a training schedule. But once I'm officially 
on mine, and next week we have a concert, so I apologize for any delays from there. We'll figure it out. You know, it's a murder. Period. Period.